On today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I had the chance to chat with Akram Abdallah from Nominal. We had an incredible conversation talking about how they've built their brand. Uh, They're now in a 16,000 square foot warehouse. They've got tons of employees. We talked about something that we have never talked about before on this show, and that's actually going to physical events. And it's interesting to see the circular nature of that. It's just an incredible place to be. So if you guys want to learn more about that, listen to this episode. So today, I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this one. At Mindful Marketing, we know that you want your brand to be successful. In order to do that, though, you need to predictably acquire new customers. The problem is Facebook and Google are only getting more expensive, which makes you feel unsure of whether your brand will survive. We believe that building a community of loyal and repeat customers is the answer. We understand how hard it is to predictably grow a brand, which is why we have created a system using our own mid-seven-figure e-commerce brand as a test case. And here's how we do it. Number one, we execute a profitable ads strategy. Number two, we build a brand-owned loyal base of repeat customers. And number three, we grow exponentially predictably and consistently so download our free sales launch checklist at mindfulmarketing.co slc so you can stop having sales the bomb and instead grow your revenue predictably and exponentially Today's episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by Helpflow.com. Helpflow runs 24-7 live chat teams for over 100 e-commerce stores. This means that their team of human agents can be live on your site 24-7 answering visitor questions. Not only do they drive tons of conversions by predicting and saving abandoned carts before they happen, but they also conversationally upsell and cross-sell in a natural way. They also have a great way to learn the ins and outs of your e-commerce store. They've worked with everyone from medical device manufacturers, industrial parts, and fashion brands. Their onboarding process is bulletproof. Even if you don't end up working with Helpflow, you'll get tons of value by going through their abandoned audit strategy call process. They'll analyze precisely what causes people to abandon your site and recommend ways to save those sales with live chat. As well, they'll tweak your abandoned cart email campaign. Worst case scenario, you get some powerful ideas that you can implement based on what they find in their abandoned audit. You can learn more and book the strategy call directly at helpflow.com and tell them that Jordan West sent you. Hey guys, Jordan West back with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Today I am joined by Akram Abdallah from Nominal. Akram, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Thank you very much, Jordan. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So for people who don't know anything about you or anything about Nominal, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. So my name is Akram Abdallah. I'm based here in Arizona, United States, born and raised in Detroit, Michigan. Uh, my wife and I founded the brand Nominal in 2018. And uh, since then, we've grown to a 20-person team in a 16,000-square-foot office and warehouse. Uh, essentially, the brand that we are and how we differentiate ourselves from other jewelry brands is that we pride ourselves in allowing individuals to express their identity. You know, a lot of jewelry brands, they focus on just making their customers look good. We make our customers feel good and create a lot of sentiment behind every single piece that we provide them with. So our pieces allow individuals to express their identity through jewelry. Walk me through what that looks like exactly. Like, are you giving them certain options on the website for that? Like, where did all of this like idea come from and and how are they able to express themselves? 
Absolutely. So uh, myself and my wife, we're both minorities. We're both, uh, we're born and raised here in the United States, but our families uh, come from the Middle East. And so we always felt like it was a little difficult for us to express who we are to the public. You know, where it is that we're from, what language we speak, what religion uh, we practice, what are our favorite words, favorite quotes, um, certain people that mean a lot to us. It's just always been a little difficult for us to express who we are and be proud of who we are and also start mm. conversation with others that maybe are interested in knowing more about other individuals that roam this earth, right? And especially within the United States, you know, we felt like it was important for us to create that outlet for other individuals that are like ourselves, where they feel like they're not able to express their identity. And so we decided to start with uh, one piece, which was our custom name necklace, which is a bestseller till this day. And people are able to choose uh, their name or the name of a loved one or uh, even just, you know, turn it into a word, but they can customize it however they'd like in whatever language they would like as well. And so the language part is important because then you're able to express whatever language it is that you speak or a language that you know you are bringing from let's say where it is that your parents were born or your grandparents were born that kind of thing and so this allowed individuals to express that and then we expanded onto hometown necklaces uh, which is basically the shape of the country that an individual is from so uh, we have i believe right now about 30 different pendants in different shapes from countries all over the world we have letter pendants if someone wants to wear the letter of their name their last name, parents' name, their loved one, spouse, children, whoever it may be, someone important to them, they're able to do that. So through these pieces, we allow individuals to express their identity. Cool. I imagine that that is a really cool connection point too for people when one person understands what that other person is trying to to convey and that like that personalization where it's like, oh, okay, like, oh, you're like, just showing that that off. I imagine that's a really cool, unique connection point. Is, is that true? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. A lot of people bond over it. You know, sometimes someone will see maybe a pendant that is in the shape of their country being worn on someone else that immediately starts mm. a conversation. Oh my God, where did you get that? I'm also from, you know, that country. I haven't been there in such a long time. Where are your parents from? Did you, were you born here? Did you move here? Or they'll just see a language that they're familiar with, whether it's a language they speak, or sometimes they even look at that language, like let's say it's Arabic and the individual, they don't speak Arabic. They're not from a Middle Eastern country, but they have friends then. So they say, oh my God, I would love to get that for my friend. My friend speaks Arabic. My friend is from this country. Uh, where did you get it from? And so it does, it's so different than any other type of jewelry that's out there. And it, it just creates so many conversations and builds so many bridges between different people. And a lot of times strangers within different communities, which is amazing to us. Oh, that's so cool. I absolutely love that. Let's talk marketing because, you know, originally Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand started as a marketing podcast, you know, some 260 or 270 episodes ago. And we still like to, um, you know, nod to that and, and, and chat marketing. We are in the end of September 2021 when we're recording. This year has been crazy, absolutely crazy for D2C brands, especially if you didn't have a really well-established brand. Akram, what is working for you guys in 2021? We pride ourselves in uh, having a department within every single field uh, within the marketing spectrum. So right now we currently have a team that's literally like as we speak, uh, what is today? Uh, September 23rd, as we speak, we have our team in London uh, flying out from the United States so that we can have a pop-up shop in person and get to meet a lot of our customers. And we posted about it on social media. We got a lot of people hyped about it. The entire event, the tickets sold out. There's going to be about 16 to 18,000 people there. And so of course we weren't able to do this for the last 
last year and a half. But prior to COVID, we had a lot of pop-up shops, conventions all over the world, uh, United States, Canada, United Kingdom, and hopefully we plan to even expand beyond that. But uh, we try to do as much of that as possible. There's a big difference between meeting your customers online and then meeting those same customers in person and building that relationship. So uh, that's one thing that we're finally uh, getting back into. Aside from that, we've grown a lot on our through influencer marketing. We keep a pretty big budget for that. Uh, we've done a lot of paid. What does that look like? Can you walk me through how, how you work with influencers? I'm always interested to see how different brands are working with them. Like, are you just kind of like sending stuff out, you know, hoping people will post? Are you actually like doing contracts with people? Like, what, what does that look like exactly? A combination of both. So at the very beginning, when we had no budget at all, no revenue at all, but literally within the same month that we launched, uh, and this is actually based on, I've been watching Gary Vaynerchuk for years, you know, probably four or five years now. And uh, this is just based on his advice. I just decided to uh, reach out to so many different influencers within the first month. So this is January of 2018, and we have no money to spend. So I just say something along the lines of, hey, X, I've been following you for some time. And then I'll make sure that I mention something specific about some of their posts so that it doesn't look like an automated message. Because anytime it looks like an automated copy and paste message, then it's spam and you will not get a response. So if you want to yep. increase your conversion with influencers uh, and if you want to actually build a relationship with them, because that's important too, you know, it's, it should not be just transactional. So I do always mention, I spend a little bit of time on the page and then I send a message and then I personalize it to that influencer. Uh, I make sure I give them a follow because a lot of times if they click on your profile and they see that you're not even following them, they're like, okay, this guy doesn't care about me. So we try to connect that way too. And then I just offer them uh, a free piece. It's like a sales job, hey? It is. Akram? It is. It's really like, like, like a good amount of sales where you're like really trying, I know you're giving them something, but you're really trying to sell them on your brand and being like, Hey, look, I don't have money, but I really want you to post. And mm -hmm. I like you. And yep. I know you're going to give us a lot of influence. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You have to be genuine and you have to uh, get in tune with their emotions. You can't, you have to, you have to think a lot into the psychology of what you feel the influencer may think and feel prior to you reaching out, you know? And so you got to put yourself in their shoes. If I were to get this message that I'm about to send right now, how would I respond? And then you carry that message that exact way. So yeah, you know, and then we'll just, uh, we'll send them maybe a few pieces that we recommend based on what I've learned. Like I can very quickly find out where they're from, or maybe I could find out the letter of their name. And so I'll even personalize the item so that they don't have to spend too much time on the website browsing. Ah, and you know, sometimes it. you'll even see what jewelry, what colors do they wear? I'll scroll through. Everybody wears jewelry, right? Especially, you know, our demographic is 90% female. So you see, uh, are they a silver type of jewelry person? Are they gold only? So then from there, you also know, like, how should I target these items? We have so many different items. I can't have them spend so much time on the website. Let me send them a direct link, sometimes even an image. So uh, that's how we do it. And then now, you know, as we're growing and we have a little bit more of a budget, now we still do a lot of like free collaborations, but we also do a lot of paid collaborations where we do have the contracts in place and things like that. Awesome. I wish I knew our podcast episodes uh, really well. I don't. Um, if you guys just search um, Cuts Clothing, um, I had Stephen Borelli, their CEO on last year at some point. Awesome guy. And he, they use a very similar tactic to that where they're reaching out to, for, for them, their target demo, you know, watches professional athletes, right? And so they'll just reach out to all these professional athletes and send them clothes. They have one full-time person. That's all that they do is just reach out to these professional athletes. They don't do any deals with them. They're literally just sending them out and they're getting like super high profile athletes for absolutely free because they've just got it down to a science and actually care. I think that's the, the, the difference, right? Is people think like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to automate it all and it's totally going to work. But like, if you don't actually care, you're not going to get there. You're not going to form those actual good relationships with people. So that's what it comes down to. I want to go back just for a second, Akram.
spectrum. I want to go into in-person events and, uh, you know, like back in the day, I feel like it's interesting. Most people who are listening to this probably started going to craft fairs or to markets, right? And to some of those bigger kind of events. And then, you know, got big online in the D2C world and Facebook was working and Instagram was working and all these things. And it's like, oh, sweet. I don't have to do that anymore. Interesting how you guys actually now on the back end of success are going to those events. Walk me through why. Why are you going? Like, isn't that just a waste of time? Uh, A lot of reasons. And a lot of people have said exactly what you just said right now. You know, isn't that a waste of time? Or if it's not a waste of time, isn't it like, couldn't you put your energy towards other things that have a better, have better opportunity? Or, you know, is it, is it worth like every single minute that you're investing into it? Because it does require an insane amount of logistics and an insane amount of uh, capital as well, and just human resources. And so my answer to that question is that a lot of brands these days online, they don't build brand, they just get sales through ads. And so if ads were to disappear, you would probably- Which they have. They, yeah, yeah. And we are starting to even see our own hit on sales and we're not even able to generate as much as we used to be able to from a return on ad spend, but we're still alive and we're still thriving. And that's because of our brand. You know, a lot of people, when they think jewelry, they think the word nominal. A lot of people, when they think about identity, they think the word nominal. Mm. And so like, we're really pushing uh, how it is that we make customers feel by focusing on brand and the best way to build brands and like build that actual connection where it's not transactional is to be able to meet these individuals. Now, of course, to an extent, you know, we can't spend all of our time doing that. Uh, We can't even spend most of our time doing that. So I agree with a lot of what you said. That's why we try to streamline it as much as possible. You know, it's kind of a similar template with every single pop-up show that we go to. Uh, We don't always set up booth differently. We don't always come up with new display pieces. We have like a training manual and document in place. And we even have pictures and videos of how it is that we set up booth to kind of just make it as easy as possible and take as little time as possible, but still be as effective as possible. And we also do it, to be honest with you, because our team loves it. You know, it's a lot of fun. So even if it does leave money on the table short term, it adds a lot to our culture and to what it is that we're able to offer our team. You know, me being the employer, my wife and I, they really, I mean, they're so beyond excited to be in London right now. And, you know, it's a a trip. They get to bond with each other. You know, you keep rapport and retention high. Uh, They come back with a lot of fresh new ideas and fresh energy. So it's an investment in the team as well and we'd be nothing without our team so we do it for building brand and we also do it for our own internal reasons uh, which have their long-term effects a lot of memories yeah for sure how many employees are you sending out to events like this akram so right now the current event uh we have 10 individuals there holy cow 10 employees out there that is (laughs) wow that's incredible i'm sure everybody knows before you know when i was saying waste of time totally tongue-in-cheek i get it i feel like it is getting that real face time with your customers is incredible i would say the secondary down from that is selling into other retailers um and actually being able to people discovering your products there but i would say like like what you're talking about there like you're going to get incredible customer research right there if you can maintain an, an open sort of mind and, and be able to, to chat with the customers and, and potentially get some great ad copy ideas from talking to them, maybe new product ideas, all of that can really flow. And you can actually see like, remember, all of this is happening when they when they come to events like this, all this is happening already just on people's computers, right? And it's really cool to visually see it like, well, hey, wow, what is attracting them over here? Because it's probably not that different than what you're trying to do on your website and the kinds of things that you're trying to portray on your website. 
Yep, yep. You hit the nail on the head. I mean, we've changed our product, uh, how we make our product and the functionality aspect of our jewelry, just based on the feedback that we've gotten in person. Sometimes we ask for feedback and sometimes we just listen, you know, whether they keep asking the same question over and over in person that they're not going to ask online. You know, do you guys have this piece? Do you guys have this piece? And then if we keep answering no, we're like, and we get enough people asking, then that's probably an important piece we should uh, create. Um, or some people ask, you know, uh, do you have this type of clasp or do you have this type of chain or, uh, oh, this one gets tangled too easily. And so people are just, people give a lot more feedback. It's a lot easier for them to do in person because it's easier yeah. for them to speak than it is for them to type and compose an email and send an email. It's just a lot less effort, you know? And so we learn a lot. We take a lot of notes. We always have a report that we create to like a post event report about what it is that we learned. Sometimes we'll even take notes within our group chats uh, whenever we learn something interesting or get some new insight from the customers. So that's a lot of the pros as well. We have a, we have a full-time uh, photographer and videographer that also Travel that's a part of the 10. Uh, and so they're also doing a lot of behind the scenes content, which everybody enjoys, wow. which humanizes the brand, you know? And so we're going to create a YouTube video out of this. We're going to post on our Instagram, create some reels. Uh, we have a we have a full-time TikTok uh, creator as well that's also on this trip. So of course, they'll be doing some selling, but they're also going to be creating a lot of content and you can't build brand without content. I love it. I can definitely see the the Gary V influence, you know, from uh, from over the years, right? Of like seeing <laughs> what 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 Gary has done in creating yep. content. I mean, he really was one of the first out there to do. I remember when he when he made that big transition, right, and everything. Because I I knew him back. I've always loved wine so much, so I knew him when he did his wine thing, and I was like, man, this guy mm-hmm. is just killing it. Uh, when it comes to to wine, and then he transitioned into you know the the persona that he is now, and hired this full time videographer to to follow him everywhere. I'm like, this is crazy. How can he justify it? And I didn't even understand. I didn't understand any. I'm like, what is he getting out of this, right? And then realizing now, I'm yeah. also in the agency space, agency and brand space now, and I'm like, oh, I get what Gary is doing. Of course, building all this authority. Yeah. I had an interesting um, guest, Jake Carls from Midday Squares, on, and they have three full time employees that all that they do is film. All the time. And that's how they've built this brand that people just love, right? They just, all that they want to do is follow Midday Squares and follow and see what these guys are up to. And and it's all like behind the scenes footage. There's lots of like real life, you know, swearing and people getting mad at each other. It's a little bit like reality TV in, in some sort of ways, but it's so fun. So I love hearing these big hires that you've made, you know, having a full-time TikTok person, like what, what you're investing that much again, totally get it. But I Mm -hmm. bet a lot of people are listening being like, I couldn't justify that. Yep. Yep. And I mean, one way to, one way to get started on something like that is, you know, within any startup, you have so many different hats, so many different roles. So uh, who is now our full-time TikToker? Actually, she still does a lot of influencer marketing. So it's kind of like uh, part-time influencer marketing, part-time TikTok content creation, but eventually would like to get her to the point where she actually is full-time TikTok. So it's kind Mm. of like you have multiple roles that are kind of within the same like industry-ish and then you transition when there becomes uh, enough ideas and enough work within just one specialized spot. Um, So that's a common theme across our team of 20. Everybody started off with so many hats and still a lot of people still do have so many hats, but they have less hats and they're focusing more on those uh, more specific needs. And so that's kind of like one strategy to transition into the whole full-time. Love it. I don't know if you guys know, but selfishly, I run Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce brand just to get ideas for our brands. <laughs> so, so hearing what Akram is doing uh, at Nominal, I'm like, oh, I'm going to take that. I really like that. I'm going to plug that into this brand. Like what you're doing here. So. Yeah. 
Uh, I appreciate the free consulting. That's uh, that's really, and then and then we just happen to have a, a whole bunch of listeners. So so we we really appreciate it. Akram, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? My secret to scaling would be, uh, and you might not like my answer, but it's uh, just determination. It's kind of like the ethic that, that goes into it. I'm going to answer in a few different ways. Like I'm just insanely consistent, uh, insanely determined and focused. Um, but I think a more proper answer to this question would be to focus on one thing and to double down and become the best at that one thing. And so for us, for for us, for example, it's jewelry and our specific niche. So I would say find your niche and then double down on just that and don't try to spread yourself thin and don't try to cater to everybody because then you cater to nobody and then you become known Mm. for nothing. So try to just like be the best at one thing. And for us, it's not minimal, simple jewelry. It's not just chains. It's not just standard jewelry. You know, it's it's like jewelry that has purpose. You know, if you see, and we do sell, of course, like some more standard options that don't really have that much meaning, just chains. Uh, but like 95% of what we do has a lot of purpose and allows individuals to express their identity. And nobody really within the jewelry market does that. And that's why we've, we've been able to scale. So yeah. I think my answer is going to be that just focus on one thing on one niche and become very good at that. Love it. Love it. I actually did like your answer, Akram. So I, I'm not upset with it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I got to, th- I got three more rapid fire questions for you here. First one, Ooh. what is your favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Uh, I'd say my favorite Shopify app right now um, has got to be, and I'm just going to base this purely off of revenue percentage. It's got to be Klaviyo. We haven't always used Klaviyo, and that's why I feel especially passionate about it because ever since we switched to it, I mean, for those that don't know Klaviyo, it's an email marketing app. As soon as we switched to it, you know, our revenue from email marketing went from 10% to about 35%. So it's just a huge chunk of what brings in uh, revenue. And so, you know, I'm going to have to answer with that. I don't think any other app brings us that big of a percentage of what it is that we do. Totally. I, I consider Klaviyo uh, like a source of truth similar to Shopify, right? Where things can go in and out, especially needing first-party data so much now since iOS 14.5. Klaviyo is really that place for that at uh, Mindful Marketing. We are actually, this is a, a, a new service that we're offering because we really do believe in using ads to get people off using ads. Klaviyo is uh, the only way to go. It's it's there's, there's really no other option when it comes to email marketing. You guys can tell me that there is, but uh, we have the data that just, we, we know that Klaviyo is the one to go to. Yes, it's a little bit more expensive, but man, the return is phenomenal. Akram, another question for you. Favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? My favorite podcast, I would say, is uh, NPR, How I Built This by Guy Raz. I just love listening to the stories. It's always like a 45-minute to a one-hour episode of the story of a different entrepreneur and a lot of big-time entrepreneurs. Like one of the most recent ones that I listened to was, you know, interviewing Sarah Blakely, the founder of Spanx, and then yeah, interviewing yeah, the founder of Lululemon. Yeah. You know, so I, I love listening to the stories and I love the different questions that are asked to these entrepreneurs. And I also love hearing the different obstacles that they face and how they overcame them. So that's my favorite podcast. Awesome. Uh, One more question for you. If you could sit down with anybody, uh, they have to be alive. Uh, You could have some coffee, tea, beer, wine, whatever, whatever you want with them. Uh, Who would it be? Oh man, that's tough. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say 
probably Gary Vaynerchuk. And my reason for that, even though I feel like <laughs> I feel like I have this guy memorized because of how much I listen to him, but he's truly changed my life. Seriously, you know, the way that I think, the decisions that I've made, uh, the energy that he's brought me, the mentality shifts that I've had. So I would say that I've learned or I, I feel like I owe that man a lot. And I'll bet you that that you're one out of tens of thousands of people that uh, I, I know early on in my uh, entrepreneurial you know career, Gary was it was like, who else do you listen to? Right. And yep. and some of the, the stuff that he puts out there, some of that content is just like just pure gold in getting people to actually execute on stuff. And it's it's been interesting to see his uh, you know, like his swings over the years, right? Of like hustle, 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 uh, like gratitude, like let's be thankful for what we have. Maybe we don't need to hustle as much, you know, and and seeing all of that. I love it. I love it. He's been just an incredible voice in the entrepreneurial world for all this time. Akram, thanks for coming on the podcast. This was really great. Yeah, just I, I really enjoyed this. Where can people find out more about you and more about Nominal? So I'd say the best place is Instagram. Um, our Instagram handle is just Nominal, N-O-M-I. I-N-A-L. So just look us up for our jewelry. Uh, my personal Instagram is my first and last name, 94. So that's Akram Abdallah, which is spelled A-K-R-A-M-A-B-D-A-L-L-A-H, 94. So that's where you can find both of us. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much for your time. Really appreciate you having us on. Oh, man. absolutely. This is a great interview. Thank you, Jordan. You're the man. Hey guys, one more thing before I go. Like I mentioned, this episode is sponsored by Helpflow.com, the 24-7 live chat team that provides human agents to over 100 e-commerce stores. Helpflow drives sales by predicting and saving abandons before they happen on your website and then engaging on chat. They also integrate into your email, and SMS cart recovery efforts to turn those messages into fast live conversations so customers get answers to the questions that caused them to abandon. I mentioned that their onboarding process is extremely methodical to learn your business specifically. They've built this process over five plus years with complex industrial and medical parts companies so they can definitely learn your business. A recent comment in the Shopify Plus Facebook group from a client said that after working with so many agencies over 10 years, they've never experienced this easy of an onboarding process and high quality of a service. To learn more about how to drive more sales with a methodical approach to live chat, visit helpflow.com. Even if you don't end up working with them, you'll get a ton of value by going through the abandons audit process since they've worked with so many brands. Visit helpflow.com today. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.